the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the Daily Show Prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show on a dark day in American history. I never thought that I would live to see the United States devolve this rapidly and this dramatically and this clearly. As many of you know, my field of study at, uh, in graduate school was communism. I learned Russian in order to understand what was going on in the Soviet Union, to read Pravda every day. I did not study Russian in order to converse or to read Dostoevsky. I specifically wanted to read Pravda. And I studied Russian history, the Russian Revolution, Stalin, Khrushchev, Brezhnev. I studied that very avidly. I would say at this moment, you do not have to have knowledge of the Russian Revolution and the takeover of the Soviet Union, originally Russia, by communists. In order to understand communism, you have to understand what is going on at this time in the United States of America and Canada for for good measure, and in to a certain degree, in other Western countries. You are living the textbook that I studied, or the textbooks that I studied. You have no idea how all of this has come as a surprise to me. If you'd have told me in graduate school that I am studying the American future, not just the Russian past, or the Hungarian, or Polish, or East German or Czech, or Bulgarian, or Romanian, uh, I uh, would have thought you're out of your mind. And I would have been wrong. The negative, the destructive consequences of the indicting of a former president over trivia meaning that the purpose is not justice, the purpose is indictment, the purpose is conviction, the purpose is humiliation, the purpose is is to express the contempt that the left has for everyone who voted for Donald Trump, and of course for Donald Trump. That is the intent. There is no, the justice is being used well, not justice, the Department of Justice, is being used 
It is not justice that is being sought. There is a difference, in, uh, as any of you understand, of course, between using officials in the justice world and seeking justice. They may have nothing in common, and indeed, in this case, they do not, and in most cases, they do not. With regard to January 6th, they do not. That's why, what was it, how many hours of video were hidden from the American people and from the defendants, I might add? Was it 40,000 hours? Why were they hidden? Because the left has never been interested in justice or truth or, in fact, anything good. It is interested in destroying that which preceded them and then taking power. These are bad people. Alvin Bragg is a bad human being. George Soros is a bad human being. There are many bad human beings. There are some good human beings. And there are the rest of humanity. So it is a battle between the many bad and the few good. Because to be good, you have to be courageous. And courage is rarer than evil. Always, there is no exception in history, the forces of evil outnumbered the forces of good. Then arises a time when more people join the forces of good, as happened in World War II against the Nazis. And for that matter, the Japanese fascists. But in America today, it is a few good people, a lot of bad people, and the rest of the American people. I worry about everything in this regard, and I'm not a worrier, as many of you know. It takes a lot to get me worried. I worry that... This will have a further strain on families and friendships. For all these years, I have been lamenting from the depths of my heart the alienation from parents that left-wing children have created. You voted for Trump. You can't see your grandchildren. I will not allow such a toxic thing into my life. That has been their view. At this moment, however, the, the sense of alienation is in the other direction. If you think that this is good for the United States of America, what is being done to Donald Trump, it becomes difficult to have that much respect for you. I still don't want children to stop speaking to parents or let alone spouses, or children, or cousins, or in-laws, there is still the necessity of maintaining civil relations within families. However, it is, it is painful for me to say that at this point, you have lost some respect from those of us who even love you if you cannot condemn what is happening as completely pernicious to the United States of America. 
This is exactly what we have seen happen in corrupt third world countries, where ex-prime ministers and ex-leaders were jailed. That's all this is. Please understand, that is all this is. This is the imprisonment of an ex-leader whom the party in power hates and wishes to destroy the movement, not just the man. They hate me. They hate you. If you are MAGA, if you believe in the slogan, Make America Great Again, they hate you. If you believe that men and women cannot become the other, they hate you. If you think it should be illegal to remove a healthy teenager's breasts because she says she is a boy, they hate you. If you believe in standards that are universal for admission to a college, or even to obtain a certain grade, or to be a valedictorian. They hate you. If you believe, if you believed that it was wrong to close schools for nearly two years, they hate you. You understand? They hate us. We were right on every issue. But it doesn't matter, because right and wrong are utterly subjective. This week I read to you that in Ontario, another country going communist, in Ontario, the largest province in Canada, the Education Association there announced that the idea that there is one right answer in the mathematics is a form of white supremacy. So in effect, if you say in Canada, two and two equals four there is no other possible answer. They hate you. But as I said, the number of people willing to fight is very, very low. It's a small number because it takes courage. I will read to you after the, the break, I will read to you what Alan Dershowitz, who voted for Joe Biden and who's a lifelong liberal, former professor at Harvard, the best-known Harvard law professor, best-known law professor in America, believes that this is a complete subversion of justice. Incidentally, I was with Alan Dershowitz at another public dialogue a few months ago, and I, I confirmed what I had read, I asked him point blank, is it true, Professor Dershowitz, you have lost all your lifelong friends? And he said, yes. He is not a Trump supporter. He is an America supporter. And they're the most hated. You're even more hated if you support this country and its values than if you only support... President Trump. Every day when I pass a mirror, I still can't believe it. It's me. I'm looking back at myself. I never thought I'd be this fit again. But 42 pounds ago, I decided to take control of my health. And with the help of my PhD weight loss and nutrition, 
I'm so glad I did. The program is simple. Dr. Ashley Lucas and her amazing team customize a plan for your body to make it simple. They even provide 80% of your food at no additional cost. They treat your entire person as one. Dr. Ashley believes that all change starts with the mind. She'll help you to change your behavior when it comes to food and think differently about food so you'll never gain the weight back. Give them a call right now at 864-644-1900 and they can answer all your questions. If I can do it, you can do it. Few people fight the bad people. There are more bad people than fighters against good people, fighters against bad people. Did I say that right? There are more bad people than fighters against bad people. That's right. That's correct. I try to swell those ranks with everything that I do. But helping fighters is just as important as fighting. You can't do nothing now. You can't do nothing now. They get away with everything. They get away with mutilating children. <laughs> Indicting an ex-president is, is nothing compared to mutilating children. We live in the age of, of child sacrifice. About 20 years ago, I wrote, it's on the internet, how the left keeps me religious. My friend, there is no religious individual living today that has done as much for my belief in God and the Bible as the left has. Because the left is the product of secularism. Only secular people say that men give birth. I don't care if you're an atheist. You have to draw that conclusion. The, the downhill slide of this country is, is, is so sad. Lincoln was right, the last best hope on earth. That was the title of my book about the left and America, Still the Best Hope. I would uh, actually beg you to read it. It'll it'll explain what is going on. Right now, we're not the best hope. In fact, there is no best hope. <laughs> to be honest, who's the best hope today? Britain, Canada, Denmark, Australia. Well, since best is a relative term, maybe we still are. We have the most active anti-left movement on earth in the United States. So maybe we still are. Ironically, we may, we may still be the last best hope. Would you look this up? I, I heard Glenn Beck on Tucker Carlson saying that Brazil and another country have signed a deal with China or with Saudi Arabia. I don't remember which, to pay in local currency and not in petrodollars. If if the dollar ceases to be the uh, world currency, 
we are in for a, a, a very, a very, very bad time. What uh, uh, Biden, the despicable, truly a bad human being, and his bad party have done to the United States is rendered us no longer feared by the bad people of Earth. Maybe when really bad stuff starts happening, the idiotic notion that human nature is basically good will finally be buried in this country. The naivete of Americans about human nature is part of the problem. See, evil doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise any religious person because there's far more wisdom in religion than in secularism. There is no wisdom in secularism. Is there wisdom at Yale? Is there wisdom at Berkeley? Most secular institutions of our society are the stupidest and meanest and cruelest. one Prager 776 is the number. This is a very, a very important day in American history. This has nothing to do with a crime. If there was a crime, it is of such minuscule nature that financially it is equivalent to jaywalking. And if they could have indicted him on jaywalking, they would have indicted him on jaywalking. Alvin Bragg hates this country and hates everything that you hold to be beautiful and immeasurably important. How America has produced so many awful human beings and so many fools who vote for the party of Alvin Bragg is the dominant question of our time. Yes, the, that people think with their emotions is so obvious. I hate Trump, therefore I don't give a damn about justice. I don't give a damn about how much the Democrats will hurt the country. My hatred of Trump trumps all. God, a lot of people never grow up. The childishness of that view is breathtaking. Alan Dershowitz, Professor Emeritus, Harvard Law School, lifelong Democrat and liberal. In all my 60 years of criminal defense litigating and teaching, I have never heard of a case based on such a ridiculous stretching of the law than the reported indictment of Donald Trump. Bragg has disgraced a once proud office. Disgracing once proud institutions is exactly what the left does. The American Medical Association is a disgrace. Just another example. To state the obvious, while immoral, it is not illegal to pay hush money. Exactly. That's all it was. So to turn this relatively benign payment into a state felony, the district attorney must perform a series of legal contortions. I'll explain that in a moment. Alan Dershowitz is a rare man. 
Today is the last day of March and the last day of fundraising month for PragerU. If the unprecedented indictment of a former president does not motivate you to help us, I don't know what will, to be honest. We do fight. We change young people's minds. Probably more than any other institution on earth, and there are many great institutions. Thank God we're not the only one. But that's our job. Influence young people. We have a billion views a year, more than a billion views a year. Most of them are under 35 years of age. It's all free. The reason we keep it free and we're a non-profit at PragerU is so that anybody can watch it. Because if there were a, a charge, mostly people who agree with us would be paying. But we touch people who will watch something for free. The more you give us, the more we can produce, and the more we can publicize what we produce, which is as important as producing it. Moreover, anything you give today, not tomorrow, today, will be tripled. Please go to PragerU.com. PragerU.com or 833-PragerU. Alan Dershowitz, I continue. It is not illegal to pay hush money. To turn this relatively benign payment into a state felony, the district attorney must perform a series of legal contortions. First, he must prove that the payments were fraudulently described in business records. Generally, one wouldn't be expected to dutifully document hush money paid to a porn star to remain silent about an adulterous affair, (laughs) as the whole point of the payoff is to keep it hush-hush. But Bragg wants to make it criminal. In any event, even if the DA convinces a jury that Trump falsified business records, the worst-case scenario is that this crime is a minor misdemeanor. This is the despicable human being, Bragg, who has made horrible acts of violence into misdemeanors, and he's making this misdemeanor into a felony. Those who are kind to the cruel will be cruel to the kind. Ancient Jewish aphorism. At trial, if the defense raises a reasonable doubt that Trump inaccurately recorded the alleged hush payment to prevent damaging embarrassment to his wife, his family, his business ventures, or for any other reason than his campaign, then the charges will not stick. Well, of course, isn't that obvious? Why would any man pay a hush payment? Just to protect the campaign? Otherwise, he doesn't care? The case rises and falls on credibility. Unfortunately for Bragg, his key witness, former Trump lawyer and so-called fixer Michael Cohen, doesn't have much credibility. If the Manhattan DA had any brains, he will tell Cohen to stay home. After all, he's a convicted liar. Last week, Cohen's former legal advisor, Robert Costello, testified before the grand jury. 
After he left the court, he told the media that he informed the jurors that Cohen, quote, couldn't tell the truth if you put a gun to his head, unquote. This is his former lawyer. <laughs> Cohen also pled guilty to concealing more than $4 million in personal income from the IRS and lying to a bank to secure a home loan. If this type of prosecution with the same facts and law were directed against an ordinary citizen, it would have virtually no chance of succeeding. But because the target is Trump, and the location is the very blue city of New York, the likelihood of an indictment and conviction is better than even. Even so, it would likely be reversed on appeal. In fact, Americans may be voting for president in 2024 as a court considers overturning. But Bragg probably doesn't care what an appellate court would do in two years. He's looking for his 15 minutes of fame now and for the political benefits that will result from a politically popular Get Trump prosecution in heavily Democratic New York City. That's correct. That's what he's looking for. 1-8 Prager 776. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free offer with promo code Prager. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listeners square to the buy one, get one free offer. Enter promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302 to get your MyPillow 2.0 now. Final comment sentence of Alan Dershowitz. Bragg doesn't care what an appellate court would do in two years. He's looking for his 15 minutes of fame now and for the political benefits that will result from a politically popular Get Trump prosecution in heavily Democratic New York City. Trump may also benefit nationally from the backlash of voters who see this as a political prosecution, which it is. The only real harm that will come from this case is the damage it will do to the country as our society spirals deeper and deeper into division and distrust. No matter the outcome of Bragg's case, we all lose. That's not true. The left wins. We don't all lose. That is not true. I disagree with Alan Dershowitz's last statement, but he's a courageous man. One of the only liberals with courage. I asked Jordan Peterson at a public forum, Prager, Prager U Gala, actually, 
last year, do we ever really know somebody until they're tested? And he immediately said, no. Well, this is a test. If you go along with men give birth, if you are cowed by the nihilistic transgender movement, if you keep sending your kids to schools that aim to, to subvert your child's values and, and mental health, The last one is a tough one. You're not being tested there. But you you are taking a risk with your precious, precious child that can only be defended by your assurance, your certitude that you have given your child such a strong values basis that they will not be perverted by, morally perverted by the school that they attend, or you simply cannot possibly afford to homeschool your child, or you ca- you cannot possibly find a school that doesn't do this, which is very possible. There are many places where there probably are almost no schools that are not subversive. I spoke yesterday to a Catholic girl, 20 years old, at college, a pre-med student, a PragerU Force member. You might have heard it. It was very moving. What a mature and in every way attractive young woman. And she's at a Catholic college in Buffalo, New York. And I asked her, my question that I ask almost every young woman I meet, whether serving me in a restaurant or online with me at the airport or seated next to me, poor thing, on a flight. But actually, I, I don't continue the conversation much. I just like to ask them this question. If you could be guaranteed either a great marriage or a great career, which guarantee would you take? even knowing that you could have the other, it's just not guaranteed. So I asked her, and of course she said, good, great marriage. I said, what percentage of the students at your Catholic college, of the girls there, would answer great marriage? Without hesitating, she said five. These kids are in for an unhappy future if they don't change their minds. Part of the anger of so many young women is that they have been dealt this lie that they don't need a man, they don't need a family, they need a dog and a career. And then then they have a career, and by golly, it doesn't make almost any of them all that happy. Wow, you will do what that will be a great substitute for a husband and and family? Tell me what career? In, In what? In fashion design? In what exactly? 
it's uh, it's it's a sick world that the left has created producing truly unhappy people a theme of my happiness hour next hour will be and I never give a preview to the happiness hour <laughs> that one of the greatest things you can do to defeat the evil that pervades our society is not to get unhappy. I've talked about it on many occasions. You cannot despair. They win if you despair. That alone should keep you from despairing because it gives them a victory. They are all miserable. There is no such thing as a happy leftist. There are some happy liberals. There are many happy conservatives. There are no happy leftists, because when you become happy, you leave the left. That's it. The unhappy join the left, and the left makes you unhappy. Did you see the, uh, what was it, in Nashville they took over the uh, the city the city hall, was it? State or state capitol. Yeah, the state capitol, exactly. So I watched the videos of it. I would say three-quarters of them were young women. We'll be back. The Dennis Prager Show. Hello, my friends. I'm Dennis Prager. In keeping with that theme that you don't know you and you don't know anyone else until they're tested, this is a time of testing. It's as simple as that. If you did not speak out against the arresting of a former president of the United States for the first time in our history over crap. If it weren't this, they'd have found something else. There is virtually nobody listening to this show at this time who could not be indicted for something. There is a famous phrase among prosecutors, a grand jury could indict a ham sandwich. It's a very famous phrase. All, all, all you need to do is get a, a sympathetic jury. There is no defense. There's only prosecution. And make the case. And they are told, look, indictment doesn't mean that the person is guilty. It only means that they should go to trial. Oh, okay, then I'll indict him. This is the same man who is announced that he wants fewer and fewer violent criminals in prison. So he reduces their felonies to misdemeanors and makes Donald Trump's misdemeanor into a felony. I don't know how life produces so many bad human beings like the Alvin Braggs. I don't know. But it does. Well, I guess I do know to a certain extent because human nature is not a particularly courageous or good area. It's the toughest thing. I've said this all of my life. I don't get tired of saying it, interestingly, but I have said it all of my life. The most important question society can ask is how do you make good people? We don't ask that. The vast majority of parents ask how can they make good students, not good people. Or good athletes, 
or whatever the good will follow, but it isn't person. I, I doubt Alvin Bragg's parents worked hard on making him a good person. But they might have. Parents don't always succeed. There's a lot of luck in how your child turns out. But he turned out rotten. But it wouldn't matter. Alvin Bragg is interchangeable with a million other Democrats in the legal profession. Completely interchangeable. It's time to fight. One way is to help fighters. Make a donation today. It'll be tripled at PragerU.com. And we proceed with the Happiness Hour. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor Pain-Free Studio. Yes, it is. No matter what. Even when they subvert a great, once great nation, it's the happy, 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 happy hour. I'm not kidding. I've said, sometimes people think I'm joking or exaggerating, and I don't. I mean, I do joke, but I don't exaggerate. I used to say, you know, come hell or high water, or frogs, lice, vermin, smiting of the firstborn, darkness, and I recite the ten plagues or many of them, no matter what, I do a happiness hour. Locusts, of course. And I do a happiness hour during these dark periods, because that's exactly when they're most needed. When things are going great, you don't need a happiness hour quite as much, obviously. I'm asked a lot by people how I retain my happy disposition. Not only do I fight all the time in fighting for this country and to preserve the values that made Western civilization the best civilization, the kindest, best, most egalitarian, most just in the history of Earth, of the human race. Amazing, you can't say that at at almost any university in this society. So while I watch this attacked 
by the termites, the moral termites that gnawed its foundations, how do I stay happy? And here's here's an answer that I haven't given to you. You'll like this one. It's very simple. What's the choice? I want you to think of it that way. What is your choice? To get miserable? Oh. And who exactly will that help? Won't help you. Won't help those around you. And it won't help fight the termites that are eating the foundations of Western civilization. Western civilization. <laughs> In fact, it gives them a victory. Right now, happiness is part of the battle. Happy people don't become haters of what is good. They love what is good. From Shakespeare to the Bible to Beethoven, to the Constitution, to the family. I mean, it's, it's endless. There's so many good things. So you cannot let yourself get down. You can intellectually realize the crisis we're in, but you have to fight the tendency to despair as I have noted on occasion after reading it in a commentary that one of the many I use, in addition to writing my own, obviously I consult with scholars. One scholar wrote that God declared in the book of Numbers that I am now writing, when the spies came back with a despairing assessment for the Israelites, you can't conquer Canaan. They're too strong. They're too tall. They're giants. God got very angry at them. And the scholar who commented on this that I really, I obviously cited his name and put it in my forthcoming fourth volume of my Bible commentary. God says despair is a sin great line so I want you to know that the unprecedented arresting of a former president the attack on the foundations of our society by doing so the rendering of America as a banana republic in the words of the famous Alan Estrin I read your pithy comments as you note what did you write exactly? We're becoming a banana republic? Banana republic time. It's a banana republic time? It's banana republic It's banana republic time. Yeah. That's what you wrote. Mm-hmm. 1-8 Prager 776. You know... You don't need a happiness hour in a happy time. Well, actually you do, because there were a lot of unhappy people even when America was happy. That's why, remember my motto, which is really so, so central to my thinking. If nothing's horrific, life is terrific. Yeah. 
nothing's horrific and life is terrific. Yeah, people only realize that when the horrific begins, and the horrific is beginning. The state of California ha- is having a law passed in its state legislature that means that any child 12 years old and older whose parents do not agree with the child getting hormone blockers will have the child taken from the parents. In case you didn't know the left was evil, that should pretty much confirm it for you, but it won't. Because the number of examples of the cruelty of the left is so great, the suppression of free speech, etc., and if it didn't work by now, that won't work. You know, your 12-year-old daughter says she's a boy, and if you don't agree with her, your child can be taken away from you and given hormone treatments, hormone blockers, and even later in teenhood, in adolescence, maybe even have her breasts removed completely against your will, and you could do nothing about it except if you protest too hard, arrested. I'll tell you this, if you you have a child that is leaning in that direction and you live in California, get the hell out of the state while you can. Move to another country called Florida. It's another country. Florida is to California what Western Europe was to Eastern Europe in the time of communism. The parallel is almost perfect. The difference in freedom and values in Florida and California is essentially equivalent to the difference in freedom between West Germany and East Germany. Anyway, it's the happiness hour, and I'll tell you more ways not to despair. You have to fill your life with kindred spirits so you'll know you're not alone. You're not alone. There are millions, even in California, there are millions of people who think as you do, who hold the same values you do. Millions. Your only job is to find five of them. That shouldn't be impossible. It is not impossible. One of the only ways to do it, though, is to get out of the closet, which means that you will also make enemies. But isn't the price worth it? Wouldn't you be willing to get enemies in order to get friends? Of course. It's the only way to do it in a, in a civil war which I said we were in 20 years ago and is now now is obvious you need kindred spirits that will cheer you up you know where I will be tonight Friday night at a Shabbat dinner with my group of 12 and a visitors that that come and I, I did that the entire lockdown. I, I missed 
we missed getting together two Friday nights. That was it. When we realized that the lockdowns were vile, were crushing, as they turned out to be, with zero science behind it. It is a major source of my joy of life. You must find kindred spirits. I have other recommendations. We return. Hi, everybody. The Happiness Hour. And I never miss it on a Friday, no matter how bad the news. On the contrary, when the news is bad is when we most need the happiness hour. Although even in happy times, I started it much happier times because people, a lot of people were still miserable. In fact, it's miserable people who have created the crisis. Happiness is a moral obligation, is an insight that I have brought to millions of people, And it is both macro and micro true. You owe it to the people in your life to have a happy disposition and to brush away your bad moods just as you brush away your bad breath. You can inflict these moods on others. And it is true in the macro that it's a moral obligation because the happy make the world better as I say, almost every happiness hour at the beginning of the hour. You can see now where the unhappy are leading us. The profoundly, profoundly unhappy. Not every single profoundly unhappy person is. Some still have a moral code. But since in most human beings, feelings dominate, a very, very unhappy person is likely to cause much more damage than other people. So you owe it to everyone and to yourself. If there's such a thing as owing to yourself, you owe it to yourself. The first suggestion against despair at this time, when America is in a sharp, sharp, steep decline, by its own people. This is not being caused by external foes. It is being caused by internal foes and cowardice, such as the cowardice of college presidents, a position for which cowardice is in fact a requirement in the vast majority of cases. And deans and diversity and equity and inclusion administrators and the like. So kindred spirits, find people that you enjoy and that share your values. Next is to have perspective. So I'll give you my perspective. I am stunned when good exists. I am not stunned when bad exists. The attempt to destroy the United States of America, the greatest attempt at organized goodness in history, since I would say 
in terms of nation building since God's desire to have a holy people in a holy land. And by the way, the founders were profoundly moved by that. They considered America to be the second Israel, not the replacement of the first Israel, but the second Israel. So very few Americans know this, but it is it is a fact. That is how they saw this country, as a bright shining light on a hill, as you probably have heard often. It is that bright shining light on a hill has been shattered by people in the society, overwhelmingly secular people. Some people who call themselves religious have joined, but it is overwhelmingly a secular movement. So that uh, gives me perspective. I am not shocked about about the amount of evil in the U.S. Most obvious today with doing what exactly the most corrupt regimes on earth have done for a hundred years, arrest former presidents and prime ministers. And if you believe that it's, it, it's in the service of justice, well, it shows the capacity of the human being to delude himself what is it? What is that famous line? The something to the effect, the heart has reasons that the mind is unaware of. Something to that effect. I'll get you the precise quote. Most people are heart directed, not mind directed. And the good book, as it is indeed the good book, teaches you not to rely on your heart. So I have perspective. I am not shocked. I am saddened, but I am not shocked at the amount of loathsome values that are dominating America, the hatred of freedom. Did you see the hysteria at Stanford Law School? A former Stanford Law professor has written that he is profoundly worried about the future of the legal profession in America. It is being composed of thugs, young thugs. Did you see them at Stanford Law School? There's plenty of reason to despair. You just can't. One is you find kindred spirits. Two, you put it into perspective. This is the this is the norm. Fighting evil is the norm in human history. Number three, take religion seriously, even if you're an atheist. That's right. I have to tell you that when I write the chapters of my Bible commentary, I sort of leave this world. It is there's no question that with all its work, and it's not possible for me to convey to you how much work my Bible commentary is, to make virtually every verse clear what it means. I'm up to the fourth of the five books, the book of Numbers. But I leave the world when I enter that, and it's, it's actually 
such a source of ultimate joy, the study of the Bible, especially the first five books for me, that it the time flies. There is time never goes as fast. Well, there might be one uh, exception, but time never goes as fast in my life as when I am studying or writing on the the Bible, especially the first five books. You must get religiously involved, even if you're an atheist. Even if you're tone deaf, you should start trying to love great music. That would be my analogy. Many tone deaf people love Beethoven. Hi, everybody. One of the greatest weapons we have against the darkest forces in American history since slavery is happiness. And they hate us for our happiness, in fact. The very, very unhappy have two possible reactions to the happy. Gee, I would like to be happy like they are. Or, damn them, if I'm this miserable, so should they be. And that's the, uh, that's the attitude of the left. We're miserable, so should you be. So I'm talking to you about not despairing on this particularly dark day in American history. And it is particularly important because if America goes down, the entire world will be ushered into a sustained dark age. The odds are it will not be permanent, but so what? For the people who suffer under it, the lack of its permanence is not a particularly helpful thing. The 40 million people that Stalin murdered may have believed that communism in that country will end one day, but it didn't stop their suffering. The same with the victims of Nazism, the victims of Maoism. So I I personally, and I don't despair, and I work on my own happiness and on yours, but I don't find it a big consolation to know that in the long run of history, the evil dies out. Anyway, the evil dies out only to be replaced 50 years later as it is now. Who thought, see, what? when did the wall come down? 91? What was the year? I'll look it up. 89? So that's th- about 30 years ago. It took 30 years for communism to uh, reassert itself in the anti-communist countries. 89, yeah, that's what it was. Thank you. I thank you on on behalf of all of my listeners. 1-8 Prager 776. 
So you find kindred spirits, you uh, you take religion seriously, you develop perspective that evil is been the history of the human species, fighting evil. If you're in an age, and if you're living in a generation that is not fighting evil, you're living in a rare generation. That's important to know. That's right. That is the, that's the exception in history. If you're living in a time that is not fighting, I'm going to write that down, in fact, with my trusty fountain pen. If you're living in a time that isn't fighting evil, you're living in a rare time. Yep. So you need perspective. You need religion. It's a. It's a. In my opinion, it's a very, ultimately intellectually shallow view. I don't believe in God or I don't believe in religion, so I won't take religion seriously. I I find it equivalent to, I can't carry a tune, so I won't listen to Beethoven. Well, what what is that about? You can't carry a tune. Is it relevant? You should be in touch with the the most important value system in the history of Earth, the one based on the Bible. You should at least know it. Gather a study group of atheists studying Genesis. How's that? (laughs) I'm not kidding. My route to God is, in fact, through the intellect. And so I find that more moving than prayer as such. Although I will say, there was a prayer said for me at William Jessup University by its president. And uh, I, I should play it for you one day. The Kings send out a line of Wayne Gretzky along with Luke Robitaille and Dennis Prager. Gretzky wins the faceoff. He gives it to Robitaille. Robitaille gives it to Dennis Prager. Here's Prager to center ice with Gretzky. Two on one break. Gretzky back to Prager. He stumbles and falls. On a scale of 1 to 10 in pleasure, that gives Sean McConnell a 10. Gives me a 2. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager. Hey, listen to the music. We're not going to despair, though it's a very, very dark day in American history. The complete politicization of the of everything that the Democratic Party runs in the, the uh, departments of so-called justice, it's uh, it's now thorough. The New York Times editorial page lies to itself by asserting absolutely this has nothing to do with politics. They actually say that. Did you see their editorial? They lie to themselves. They believe it. See, I, I've always asked it. Do people believe men give birth? Some do, some don't. Most don't. There's hope for them. But there's no hope for the New York Times editors. There's no hope for your relatives who say this is not political. 
this is as trivial an offense. It means that if they didn't find it this in this, even what is the Virginia one where or the Georgia one where he said he he said find me uh, false votes or whatever it was. Find me. I need to yes. Eleven thousand. Right. So so why why is that illegal? What what was illegal about it? He's asking the attorney general to see if he could find eleven thousand fake votes. Why is that illegal? Did he say manufacture them? Did he say lie about them? In the context, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> All this is doing, of course, and, and maybe part of it, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think that I think they do want violence though. I think the left would like to see violence from the right. Oh yeah. And it's very it's uh there may well be at one point, certainly if they come for people's guns. But uh, it's not a it's not a wise thing on uh, the part of conservatives or right wingers to respond that way. What you have to do is fight. There, half this country knows the evil that the left is. Okay, so you have to make that clear to everybody you know. At every school board meeting, you have to take your kids out of schools. That's the best thing you can do, the single best thing. Do you know that British Columbia, as sick a place as exists on Earth, it's truly sick. Canada is sick. British Columbia is the sickest province. Ontario is is presumably a close second. I, I want to read to you something that was just sent to me. Uh, let's see, how do I find that? I just I sent it to you just now, right? Right, right, right. So I can find it here. A There is a camp uh, in, uh, in British Columbia, summer camp, junior drag camp, $460, July 4th to 7th, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., ages 7 to 11. And they have four pictures of little boys dressed as girls. And that's what they will learn for their four days at junior drag camp. What father would be such a disgrace to his child as to send him to drag camp? What asinine, weakling, fool father? There are so many women who would do this that I don't even bother with that. The disproportionate negative influence of the female in contemporary Western society I have documented, it is overwhelmingly uh, women who are teaching children that they're not boys or girls. Overwhelmingly. What is it? uh, Something like 85% or 75% of teachers are female, and uh, the overwhelming percentage of doctors who are uh, psychologists and pediatricians who advocate that girls get their breasts cut off and defend hormone blockers are female doctors. The uh, For those of you who live in uh, the sick world of, oh, if only the world were ruled by women, well, know that some of the world is now ruled by women. Are you happy with it? Are kids benefiting? That's what you should ask. But fathers, to see this picture of boys dressed as girls, 
with big wigs on? You want your son to do this? These men, the fathers who send their boys for this, uh, these, uh, these fathers don't need to be castrated. They have done it to themselves. Then there's teen drag camp, also July 4th to 7th and July 10th to 14th. They're really selling out. The price is uh, $900. Whoa, imagine that, spending 900 bucks to have your boy feminized. Congratulations, Canada. You're getting real sick and evil under Trudeau. Well, Canada is a thoroughly secular society. This is all the product of secularism. Secular conservatives don't even know this. Secular conservatives are wonderful people and wonderful ideas, and they don't understand how they're contributing to the death of society with their secularism. They don't understand it. They literally do not. The lack of wisdom is uh, very pervasive. Teen Drag Camp. Wow. And let me tell you who's sponsoring it. Are you ready? Here we go. The City of Vancouver Cultural Services. The Canadian Council for the Arts. Conseil des Arts du Canada. The British Columbia Arts Council. British Columbia. Granville Island, Canada. Supported by all of these institutions in Canada. Tuition includes a drag makeup kit, by the way. Oh, that's that's a bargain. Yeah, we got to put this up. Definitely do. Amazing that there are people who don't understand the sickness that pervades leftism in America and Canada. It is. It is. Uh, it's. It's just astonishing. Well, they want us to be violent. What they're doing right now is making everybody a Trump supporter. Uh, what, what else can you be? I mean, uh, Vivek, what is his last name? Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy. I, I love the guy. I really do. I mean, he, we're, we had just had him at a Prager Gala, and he loves us, and we love him. And, and I mean, I, I love Larry Elder. I love, uh, I love DeSantis. I, I love. I mean, we have really wonderful, wonderful people. Truly wonderful people. And anyway, Vivek was on uh, Tucker Carlson and just said, "Look, I, I, I want to win the nomination, but that's that's not the issue right now. The issue right now is the thorough and utter use." like in, in a corrupt society. That's why when people say, oh, Ukraine is corrupt, the one area I differ with uh, many of my fellow conservatives, oh, Ukraine is corrupt, and we're not? You think Ukraine is more corrupt than the United States under the Democrats? You do? Okay, I don't, just for the record. I wonder how many political prisoners there are in Ukraine proportionately compared to the number of political prisoners in the United States. 
worthy worthy of an interesting comparison, no? Anyway, you you don't you don't decide what policy you do based on the sweetness and honesty of a government. We supported South Korea when it was quite corrupt because it was fighting communism and the Chinese and the Soviets who were supporting the North Koreans. Nobody knows about the Korean War because history isn't taught. History is not the left's friend. That's a new little thought for your thought collection. One eight Prager seven seven six. I'm Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. Last hour, there was the happiness hour. I spoke about the need to retain happiness even in the darkest of times, which we have been entering for a couple of years and now have reached a nadir with the indictment of an ex-president for the first time in American history on completely spurious charges. So one of the things you need to do is great experiences. One of them is visiting the Holy Land, visiting Israel. A terrific young woman who works at uh, the home station here in Los Angeles just came from her first uh, visit. She's in her late 20s, I believe. And she just came from her first visit to Israel, and she's sort of high. She's a Christian girl. And she said she wants to live there. (laughs) Julie Hartman, with whom I do the Dennis and Julie podcast each week, something you should be aware of and watch or or listen to. It's, It's extraordinary. She's 23. I'm not. And... Uh, she uh, went with uh, fellow Harvard students, all non-Jews, to uh, to Israel last year, her senior year at, the, at that benighted school, and uh, came back with a similar feeling. The Israel Ministry of Tourism has a fantastic, a fantastic website that you should visit to get an idea of what it's like. Holyland.israel.travel, holyland.israel.travel, and I'm taking a group to Israel in the fall. There is a banner at the DennisPrager.com website. Stand with Israel if you want information on coming with me to Israel in the fall. So the uh, holyland.israel.travel and the banner at my website, DennisPrager.com. Very nice, my friends. Let's go to uh, let's go to your calls here on whatever is on your mind. Though I, I may not take everything, so if I let you go, don't be insulted. I always tell you that every week, anyway. Uh, Plano, Texas, Jeff. Hello. Well, hello. Hello. It's uh, been a delight listening to you. This is uh, this is Jeff. Hi, I know. Hi. And. Uh, um, I want to echo the comments that we heard earlier from the from the gentleman talking about. Uh, I, I really think the the different level of perspective gives us a sense of calm, and and I appreciate that. Good, I'm glad you do. Thank you. One, uh, as I was listening to your comment about uh, fighting evil, I was thinking every generation is called to fight evil. Unfortunately, not every generation does. That's right. That's correct. <laughs> 
There, that's right. It's a perfect way of putting it. And uh, the well, thing is, in American history, we have fought evil from slavery uh, yes. to uh, Nazism and communism. And mm-hmm. uh, now we're not. The, the, the bad, the evil have taken over every institution in the country, essentially. Yeah, well, it's because for the last, you know, the last generation, we haven't, it's, things have been good, and so we haven't been, vigilant. we haven't been fighting evil. We haven't that's been, right, vigilant. That's, vigilant. that's entirely accurate. You're right, that's right. Yep, secularism plus affluence is a really toxic mixture. That's what's produced all of this. Secularism plus affluence. Bad one. A bad combination. The affluent religious and the affluent secular frequently have very different values, for example. Okay, Howard, Washington, D.C., hello. Oh, hi, Dennis. Uh, Thank you so much for taking my call. I know this is the last day of uh, Prager University stuff, but I I just wanted to thank you, Alan, and your staff so much for bringing Prager University to us all. I think you all should get something like a Nobel Prize for this kind of service. Well, here's my view on that. I have a view on that, actually. (laughs) We do deserve a Nobel Prize, actually. You do? Yes. No, I I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, however, my view is that should it happen, you will know we have entered the Messianic Age, <laughs> the second for Christians and the first for Jews. All right. <laughs> but I'm sorry to call you about a disagreement. That's fine. It's an, That's it's why an I took the call. Ar- it's yep. an important area, I think. Okay. Uh, we all know how powerful words are. Right. And you have a Prager University course on it. But you, you, you regularly use a word that, in my opinion, kind of hurts the culture. You regularly refer to the union between people of the same sex as a marriage. I mean, you do, I, you, I've heard it a hundred times. Right. What should, what should I say if they are legally married? What, what would you like me to say? Uh, I'm very serious. Question. I'm not challenging you. No, no, no. You. It's a hard question. I don't know. If somebody, if I had a friend, Steve and Richard, who are married, I would, who, who say they're married, I'd say, I have two uh, friends who are in a union that they call marriage. I don't call it a marriage. Okay. All right. All right. I, I'm not sure. See, it's an, I, I'm in a very difficult position. I'm very, no, I understand. I'm very open because I'm very close to a number of gay couples, who, by the way, share my values in every single area of life. I mean, one of them is a very famous couple. Dave Rubin uh, is one of the best-known conservatives in the country. So he is legally married to a wonderful man named David. There, that we, uh, my wife and I adore this couple. There are other couples in our lives like that. We're godparents to another gay couple's kids. So what should I say? They are in a union that they call marriage. They know, and you know, and everyone knows that I opposed the redefinition of marriage. I think it was a, a, a big mistake on the part of society. Uh, and I said why at the time, and I was right. I said the argument that they give, uh, that gender doesn't matter, only love does, is the, is the end of men and women and therefore of civilization as we know it. And I was right. The whole argument was gender doesn't matter. And now 
we have gone from gender doesn't matter to gender doesn't exist. But by the way, if it doesn't matter, it doesn't exist. But uh, I, I, I don't want to gratuitously insult them. While I keep my values intact of, of wanting marriage to remain male-female, the fact is that legally, whether, whether I supported it or not, they are, they are married. So anyway, uh, we don't we don't we don't particularly differ. It's only on what wording to use, and I don't want to be gratuitously hurtful to to really good people and allies. Dave Rubin looked at me the other day when I was at his home in Florida, and said, "You think I don't realize that?" Uh, the ideal family is mom and dad married and raising children? Of course I do. That's what matters to me. He doesn't deny the ideal. He just can't live it. And I understand that. Back in a moment. Hi, everybody. I must admit, I have been giving you joy and hope every day in March. Today's the last day of March. You realize 2023 is a quarter over? (laughs) It's really eerie. (laughs) And that is by having almost every day a young person affiliated with Prager University, Prager U, usually through Prager Forest. There are 20,000 young people all over the world who are members of Prager Forest. And of course, we have a billion views a year. This is the last day of fundraising. Please donate, PragerU.com. I now have... Oh yes, triple match, I am reminded. Whatever you give today, and only today, not tomorrow, but today, will be tripled. It's remarkable. PragerU.com. So, my young person for today is Australian, living currently in America, in San Antonio, Emily Ahrens. Emily, did I pronounce your last name correctly? Oh, it's just a little bit off, but that's all right, Dennis. It's Ahrens. <laughs> oh, so the E is pronounced. Yes. yes Ahrens. Believe it or not, it is. Yes. No, no, you're <laughs> you're very, close, though. <laughs> you, it, it's very sweet of you to say I was close, Okay. <laughs> We we can handle here that I blew it, but yeah, admittedly right. there, there wasn't really a good way to know because I e it, the e is not always pronounced. Yeah, anyway, it, 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 is, it is a delight to uh, speak with you. How old are you? I'm 22. 22, and you live in Australia, except for when you are now in San Antonio, or have you moved to America? Uh, I live in Australia, but I'm currently studying at a Bible school in San Antonio. So I'm here for just a year. The number of Australians your age studying at a Bible school is, uh, I presume, quite small. Yeah, I would agree with you, Dennis. Um, Yeah, I don't think Australia is quite a secular country, so um, I wouldn't say there's many (laughs) seeking to study at a Bible school. 
Yeah, that's very sad, actually. So I assume you yeah. were raised you were raised in a religious home. Yes, I was raised um, with two Christian parents. Um, so yes, always growing up a Christian, which I'm grateful for. You should be actually. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. Aside from everything to do anything to do with religion, you're happier for it. Absolutely, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, no, it, it, it's it's clear. Secularism does not breed happy people. It might in Iran. I always want to, uh, this is really dedicated to all my listeners, not just to you. I am aware of the fact that secularism is an improvement on religious totalitarianism. But uh, secularism as as an end in itself is is, uh, morally worthless. Uh, I just, so I wanted to make that clear because people say, oh, you don't want, you, you, you don't want secularism in Iran. I do very much right now. Yeah. But I would like good religion in Iran, mm-hmm. just as I wanted here. Okay, so oh, how did you discover PragerU in Australia? Uh, that's a good question. I can't, I've, I've been watching PragerU videos for as long as I can remember. So I believe uh, my dad got me onto it. He's um, been watching PragerU videos for a long time. So it's been a while and, and then um, I'm grateful because then I must have come across uh, an ad or something for PragerForce and was able to get involved with that as well through PragerU. Have you met any other members of Prager Force? Not in person, but I have had a lot of Zoom calls, which have been uh, very encouraging. Oh, I can only imagine that. That's mm-hmm. I'm, I'm delighted to hear that. I just again, I want people to understand everything we say. It's America based, but everything we say is, is universal. It is as applicable to a student in Mongolia as it is to Emily uh, of Australia. Good values are universal values. If they're not universal, they're not good values. Yeah. Uh, it, so it makes sense. I, I love asking the following question because, believe it or not, in the I would say the oh about one hundred fifty times I've asked this, I've gotten one hundred fifty different answers to the best of my knowledge. Do you have a pre, a, a favorite PragerU video? Oh, that's a really tough question because there's so many. Yes, that's um, fine. I love that answer. That, no, no, that's a completely <laughs> legit answer. I don't have one. Oh, yeah. I don't have I, one. <laughs> I do, do have um, a few. Like, I love your fireside chat, Dennis. Don't get me wrong. But when I first started watching Preview, um, I was first introduced to uh, Will Witt um, and all of his videos on university campuses. Um, and one that I remember standing out to me was, uh, it was early on when I started watching, I think it was about four years ago, maybe now. And he was asking students on university campuses, how many genders are there? Um, okay, hold it there. Every- I, I, I want to hear, I, I guess, uh, uh, we love Will, by the way. We love him. He's moved on and we love him. <laughs> All right, I just want to remind everybody, we're going to take a commercial break. You don't have this in Australia, but we do in America. That's why we have talk radio. <laughs> Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of Pragertopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at Pragertopia.com. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.